0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, So I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. Absolutely crystal clear. Delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood? Yes. Diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh? No. Be safe out there.
1: In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what
0: became of. A- Well, well, well! It's my well, divine spark well, and well, my divine it's spark, Jack Shepard. And what does he see? It's my divine spark. Looking in, and what does he see? And what are what what they? See? They and recognize something. What do
2: you something. see? And what do you okay, recognize? Okay, this
0: isn't going to work if we both. And what are you doing? You're challenging time? me. <laughs> So you you're told coming me, at me
2: at the top of the episode you're coming at me and you're challenging
0: yes. me. Yeah, because I was trying to say something.
2: You <laughs> know you I'm just... not in any kind of mood to be challenged <laughs> tonight, Jack.
0: Yeah, you told me
2: you had a few cocktails in the park. I went out for the first time since you <laughs> you're going to be months belligerent. <laughs> and I told slurred. you. I I said to you that I went out for the first time in four months this evening. Yeah. We're recording on an unprecedented Sunday evening because mm-hmm. I'm moving soon. Yeah. And I told you, Jack, I'm I'm saying goodbye to my New York friends. Yeah. I went out for the first time in four months out of my house Mm -hmm. and had a responsible socially distanced evening in the park with my friends. And some Mm -hmm. some of the friends are even your Mm friends from when you lived in New York. Yep. And I said, I've been drinking a little bit. Yeah. I've been having a good time. Yeah. And I might be a little belligerent. Belligerent. Yeah. And I owned up to it. You owned up to it. Yep. And I gave you every opportunity to take that in. Yeah, and prepare. Process it, it, prepare for it, change your demeanor to match mine.
0: (laughs) Oh, I see. And then what
2: instead, what you did was you started the episode by challenging me. Yeah. And so,
0: what what we've both learned, it looks like, is that this is my fault. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we have learned that. Yes. May I, let me, can I ask you, let's reset.
2: Yes, please. Let's reset. And really think about how you're. Going and to come really at think me. about
0: Tanner. Would it be okay with you if I told you that the divine spark in me recognizes the divine spark in you? I would love that, Jeff. Okay, thank you for saying. The divine so. spark in me is it's peeking out. It's peeking out. It's been sleeping all day, and it's peeking out from under the covers. It's pulling the covers down, and it's looking. And oh, there's light. someone Ooh, else. What's Ooh. that? What's that? Ooh, peekaboo. And I see it's light. What is that? Oh, I'm not alone. There's another divine spark and it's your divine it's spark. It's my divine and I, spark. Oh, and I recognize it. And what is your divine spark? Mine's kind say? of
2: peeking. Mine's peeking around the d- the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's irrecon- we recognize And each their other.
2: lights are commingling. Yes. It's kind of a redundant phrase, huh? Mingling.
0: I like commingling. It's evocative
2: uh and their lights their two lights are becoming one light and here we are in basking in the light of our divine sparks together this evening jack it's a sunday mm-hmm. evening yes we're preparing for the great reckoning you yes for the great reckoning where i depart oh right first on from middle earth and i yes. go to the grey havens yeah you've got go the elves.
0: Uh, the, you've got a little coracle to retire and in peace. You've been told that that you've carried your burden too long and you're going to row out yeah, into the ocean to the summerland. In the
2: most heavenly place I can think of. <laughs> yeah, Stony Brook, Connecticut or Brook, as Connecticut. approximate as I can get to. Yes. Stony Brook, Connecticut. That
0: sounds good. You and I have had very different days. You've been out cavorting. Yeah. Getting very drunk, it sounds like and looks like
2: not, with not very. I had maybe like two roses. <laughs>
0: Convorting. And uh what I did was I made some pineapple tofu and watched a Muppets movie with Cyril and Sarah. We're trying a thing where we have dinner and a movie night. And Cyril calls oh. it dinner night, which I really like.
2: <laughs> what does he's he like, have every other he's night? He's like I'm really looking forward to dinner night. <laughs> You don't. You want to make sure he doesn't say that in public. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but he had never experienced Muppets in any real form before, and he was like, "Who's that? He's What's not a that? Sesame Street man. He's not a Sesame Street man. He's so, he watches duck ocean documentaries. Miles almost is a exclusively. Sesame Street man now. Okay, and so, he's
2: he's formed some pretty strong opinions about Sesame Street. Yeah. And I try to guide him towards the good Sesame Street characters, yeah, aka the characters that I grew up with, like Animal, <laughs>
0: yeah, like yeah,
2: animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he really likes the ones that all the children like, like Elmo. Melmo. Yeah, yeah, lame. Did you call Mouse. him
0: Melmo? I didn't say Melmo. I don't think, but we can run back the tape. Um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Um, Zero has no context for Muppets, so it's interesting to see him experience it for the first time. He doesn't like the bad ones. So he like when Animal came on, he was like, I don't like this guy. I don't like any of these people. I don't want to have anything to do with this. Put the frog back on.
2: Yeah, the frog is good. Yeah. Yeah. Sesame Street and Muppets are the same but, but different. But different the people. Sesame do know Street that. is people like the that. babysitter's club. Yeah. And Muppets is like Sweet Valley High. Okay, yeah. People don't need don't need a metaphor, honestly, because I think people know it (laughs) knows it. Yeah, but I'm just saying Miles hasn't been introduced to Animal. He hasn't been introduced to Kermit the Frog. Okay, yeah. He just knows Elmo. He knows Big Bird. He knows Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. He knows Bert and Ernie. He points at Ernie sometimes. Yeah. Like we've got uh, like the TV and the books. He'll point at Ernie and then point at Papa, and then he'll point at Bert and he'll point at like a picture of Uncle Jack. That's, I was going to say, th-
0: thinking of exactly that, often, anytime I'll put a podcast on in the car, which is anytime I'm driving the car, yeah. Cyril will say, That's Tanner. Yeah. Is <laughs> but it it's always often me? not. No, it's yeah. usually not. I don't listen to my own podcast in the car, in fact. <laughs> um, it's usually like some like talking political pundit. Yeah. Like, um, I'd, uh, this has been Dad Talk, in fact. Dad Talk. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that's how we started this episode. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Jack. Welcome to the hi, show, Shay. Welcome to the show, Momona. Yep, they're not here um, yet.
0: We are going to be having. Uh, we haven't actually haven't recorded can't the interview quite yet. Get
2: my head around this. Yeah, no, they're not here. Because I thought this time, for once, we hadn't pre-recorded the internet interview, so I thought like right. maybe you felt confident that I, they were like, like finally came in and I was like, oh yeah, we haven't done this interview yet. <laughs> I know that it's coming up. They're scheduled
0: to speak with us before this episode comes out. So if all goes well, yeah. you will be hearing from them, from okay. Stacy and Claudia. It's um, going to be fun. And if not, you know what? We'll record uh, us doing what we think they would have said. Yeah. And so <laughs> well, you'll find out. Uh, what I would love to say is hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. Yep. Yeah,
2: and you said it.
0: And uh, it's a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard.
2: And I'm Tanner Greenring.
0: <laughs> discuss the classic novels of *The Princess of the Prince of Towns*. Saint Annabelle Matthews Martin. She is stormborn, soul skinner, mother of Clocks and Bane to bats. First of her name, last of her kind. Of course, you all know this. Last hope for humankind. Uh, but specifically, what we were talking about is the video novels by *The Hand of God* and Lucia and uh, some other folks. And yes, Rachel uh, Anne is lurking in the background. Uh, Anne is sure always
2: present yes it to be a writer on the babysitters club netflix show is to be basking in the glory of anne yes and if you ever cross Anne, you will be cast out of her loving gaze into the dark place yes and you and and it is hell unto itself to be separated from her grace yes Just that,
0: just the fact of being separated from her uh, is all the punishment that anyone could imagine or need. Yep, yep.
2: Um, And I think we're
0: on thin ice, I've got to say.
2: We, I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. But we had an opportunity. Mm -hmm. An opportunity presented itself. (laughs) And it very quickly dried up. Yeah. That opportunity. Faster than, faster... Than I could have ever imagined, and I feel like that is a punishment we've received. Yeah, for that's a punishment. Indiscretions, yes, and uh, over the I'm last five years. So sorry. Yes.
0: Um. Uh, uh. But what we're talking about this week, more interestingly, is a video novel, a video text, if you will, um, that is called the Netflix show, and it's number seven, mm-hmm. and it's called Boy Crazy Stacy.
2: Yeah, Shay, Momona, what was it like to be on set, and Momona, I know you weren't like a huge part of this episode because it largely takes place in Sea City, New Jersey, but what was it like to be on set in Montreal and just kind of like have to inhabit these characters? Can you speak on that a little bit? I'd love to remind you that they're not here and won't be here until
0: we interview them later in the show. And so your questions are falling on deaf ears. So let's try to focus on what we can do, just the two of us here. Our divine sparks are intermingled. What we would particularly like, I think, is probably to describe this video novel, and you'll be delighted to hear that it's my turn Thank to say (laughs) what happened. Yeah. Um, Would you like to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock?
2: Yeah. Let me pull one
0: up. During those 60 seconds, I will describe every single thing that happens in this video novel. It was a good one. I liked it. It was fun. It was uh, fun in the sun. It was in Sea City. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In five,
2: four,
0: three, one. Uh, Stacy and Marianne have an opportunity to go as au pairs for the Pikes to Mommy's uh, the Pike family. I You're not allowed to talk. Uh, they're going to go as O pairs for the Pikes to Sea City, New Jersey, a, a beach town where they will be looking after the many, many... Pike kids. Um, Everything is going well until Stacy meets a very, very, very handsome lifeguard, 17 year old lifeguard called Scott and falls in love with him and uh, becomes obsessed with basically getting him sodas and candy. And he allows it even though he shouldn't because they're not right for each other. Uh, And Marianne has to do all the work. Meanwhile, Marianne meets two handsome boys called Toby and Alex, and they are actually nice Uh, at home. There is a B plot whereby Mr. Spear and uh, Don's mom are, Maybe getting back together. Sure. That's pretty interesting. Over in C City, uh, Scott shows that he's a cad and is just using Stacy. And Stacy figures it out when Scott makes out with his girlfriend in front of her, and it's really sad. And Stacy and Marianne make up, and that's the whole. Plot beep, beep, of beep,
2: beep, of the book. You're up time,
0: and that's everything. B A minus A minus. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of I kind of started to fumble towards the end a little bit, uh, but I got most of it out.
2: A minus. There wasn't really be plot. It's mostly focused on the plot in sea city yes the the mommy's helper stuff au pair as you say mr frenchy <laughs> okay it's pretty i mean term. it took place in. i i assume the episode like all the episodes was shot in montreal also it's actually somewhat appropriate that the beautiful the beaches track. of montreal they had to like write in a plot device which is like it's a cold time of year here on the beach. Yeah, they're all wearing like sweaters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point, Stacy's like, "It's not even a good time to be at the beach. It's so cold." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay, I get it. <laughs> You're shooting in Montreal <laughs> in like October." <laughs> Um yeah, they, they had to, to write around the fact that it is Montreal and it is the beach. Yeah, it is the beach of
0: Montreal. And speaking of the beach, what I would love to do now is talk about some of the boys of the beach, the um, the beach boys, if you will, specifically a particularly odious character called Scott the Lifeguard. Okay. Because he, <laughs> he at the eight minute and six second mark, he drops his whistle. Okay. And then Stacy picks it up, and yeah. Scott says,
2: "Keep it, my gift to you, cutie. Cutie, yeah." And it's yucky. It is yucky. It yeah. is yucky. Yes, I. I. So I. I captured in my notes that I had a hashtag swoon at 6:50 because you see the slow motion shot of Scott the lifeguard running right. up, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, Yeah, look this at hunky those pets, boy? yeah." Yeah. And then literally. At the eight eight minute seven second mark, he calls Stacy. He makes immediate. himself genuinely distasteful. Cutie, it's like a minute later. Yeah, and he and he's an unpleasant person to be around and think about. You know, yeah, <laughs> not nice, but a, a, a nice looking man, but the uh, the
0: evil inside him. Yes, it's so rotten. Or you know what? Actually, I'm realizing it could be the actor is acting that. Okay.
2: That makes sense. What else does he do, Scott? He gives Stacy the the whistle. He ignores her every chance he can get. He calls her a cutie many times. It's kind of her pet name for her, right? Um, when Stacy brings him a box of chocolates, he and his catty girlfriend sort of like she's great. make light of it, and she's like <laughs> another
1: little girl from the beach that's in love with
2: you. Yeah, <laughs> but then Toby sweeps in, and he's like. I'm here to save the day,
0: with his brown eyes. Okay, and he's got a he's got a real nerdiness to him.
2: Toby and Alex both have a nerdiness to them, which yeah. is I liked I like Toby and Alex a lot. They yeah, a even though we know what them.
0: what they're gonna later gonna become.
2: Well, I'm wondering if maybe Lucia and Rachel and Dan and Alicia. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering what they have planned for Toby and Alex because. They've already made one decision, which I'm yeah. fine with, which is that Alex is a young gay man. Right. So Alex talks about having a crush on a boy at theater camp. So we already know right. that Alex... And so
0: Marianne never gets her kiss in the tunnel yes, of love. Yes,
2: Alex and Marianne are not going to do a kiss. Right. Or if they do do a kiss, it's going to be platonic. Right. But Toby and Stacy do a kiss. Yes. At the end of the episode, but yeah. this this Toby is is again not our not the Toby we know. It's not the, the Toby we know,
0: but he's pretty cool. Yeah, and he does a thing that I think is a reference to uh, some of the stuff that's come up in the portrait collection, where at the twenty minute and forty second mark, uh, he quite sweetly uh, hands a gift to Stacy that is a book, and in the Book he has written
1: to Stacy, a very special mollusk.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he says, "It's true.
1: The
2: special part, not the mollusk part." <laughs> uh,
0: because we know that Stacy is, in fact,
2: so a lobster. She's a lobster. According From to the, the d-
0: portrait in the portrait collection. And stuff.
2: again, we can't yeah. constantly compare. Yeah, the we can't Netflix compare. So the they the made books, a different choice. Yeah. But in the books, Stacy is. A lobster, yes, and not yeah. a mollusk. But is maybe a, is maybe a, a lobster a mollusk?
0: Do we have any clam scientists who listen clam to the show? Because if we yes. have any clam scientists, uh, now is it a clam, Are they all the same?
2: I think the key part is shells, and I know all of them have shells.
0: Yeah, like, I here's what I'll say to the clam so scientists.
2: Do pangolins. So are pangolins clams? I don't know,
0: but I, what I was going to ask the clam scientist something, if I may. Okay, uh, let's and then both you can.
2: We both get one question for the clam scientist. Okay. My question is, are pangolins clams?
0: Okay. My question for the clam scientist is, why are you spending so much time making these fine classifications between different kinds of guys who are guys who have shells on them? Yeah. Like, can we just have one word for it? It's exhausting. Yeah. Right. You know?
2: Moll- I think mollus is the word and for it. And mollusks is it. I sort of believe mm-hmm. I would ha- I I hate to do this so early in the episode, but I think we need to induct the ghostwriters. The Ooh. two new ghostwriters into the canon. There's a new entity. There's a new entity. And yeah. they are truly an entity, because I looked them both up. Welcome to the canon. Welcome to the Pantheon. Mm-hmm. Dan Robert and Leisha Brooks. Yes. The newest ghostwriters to the Babysitters Club, and
0: it seems like they're kind of pre—they haven't actually merged their flesh into
2: one. I think they actually have, because I looked okay. them up, and Leisha Brooks is a writer on a show called I Love Leisha. Okay. And Dan Bro—Dan Roberts—is a show a writer on a show called I Love Leisha. So I feel like uh, okay, okay. Leisha—the Leisha Brooks part of. Leisha Brooks and Dan Robert has sort of gobbled up the Dan right. Robert part. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So, so it's more like Leisha than Dan. Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
2: It's like um it's like uh, Quat. What's his name? Quato. Quato in Total Recall. Yes. Leisha is Quato and Dan is the big guy who Quato rides on.
0: They're a lot Quato is a lot like Krang,
2: isn't he? It's something to think <laughs> Which about. Which came first? <laughs> So I think the I and the reason I wanted to introduce Leisha yeah. and Dan is because I think what they are asking us to call them is the very special mollusk.
0: Right. They want us to call them the very special. And in mollusk.
2: a way, okay. Yeah. Leisha, as the Quato, has a shell. He ha- she's wearing this Dan shell around her. Right. So and that is a very special a mollusk. mollusk. And again, the sci- the clan scientists are going to have to weigh in on this. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah. Does it count when one tiny human growing out of the stomach of another human, mm-hmm. who's actually the like,
0: is the carapace?
2: Yeah, is we got to yeah. get is a clam the bigger human on the become show? a carapace. Yeah,
0: so challenging. Oh, well, speaking about. of shells, actually, okay. Speaking of heroes on the half shell, if I to coin a phrase, Dan and Leisha made a pretty interesting choice in this video novel. Uh, if you've watched the show, uh, the B plot, which is all it's 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 pretty diminished compared to the C C D plot, but it's worth spending some time on because it's so interesting, um, it is related to uh, Sharon and Richard are broken up because I would Richard say it's
2: a deep 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 sea plot.
0: Okay, that thanks for the classification. The B plot is yeah.
2: definitely Christy taking care of. Oh yeah, okay. Sharon Andrew the deep
0: so the deep sea plot is Richard and Sharon. Yeah. Uh, and they um are maybe getting back together even though things had gone badly. And at the 18 minute and 54 second mark, Richard shows up at Sharon's house inside a small aquarium with a yes. note taped to his back that says,
2: "Sorry I went back into my shell." Yeah.
0: And it's very it's an interesting choice.
2: It's an interesting choice. Uh, there's a few things that I imagine could be at play here. The first is uh, the one you're alluding to, which is obviously he has been exposed to
0: he's become a turtle. Mutage- oh, right, uh, mutagenic mutagen. ooze, yes. mm-hmm.
2: and he has transformed from a middle aged man into a middle aged mutant turtle. ninja turtle, right?
0: Um,
2: <laughs> the the second possibility is that he's a druid. Okay. And this is his his wild form. Okay. Um, Can you pick a turtle as a wild form for a druid? I think so. Okay. I don't say why not. Yeah. It just seemed like it would be a bad choice probably. Yeah. I also think this is pro- possibly a tortoise because the cage it's delivered in, or the I guess it it's not delivered because it's Richard, right?
0: He's delivered himself. He shows up, he's got a note taped to his back, and it says, it's, sorry, it's- I went back into my shell.
2: It's a non aquarium cage. It's in, so yeah. it might be a tortoise.
0: They're all the same to me, but yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's difficult to think about, and maybe I don't know if the clam. Well, we once again we have an animal in a shell. Yeah, and I think this f- definitely falls into the domain of clam, yeah. most likely. <laughs> so maybe God. the clam scientist can kind of weigh in I on this. Really wish we had one. Yeah, I really
0: wish we had one. And it's okay that we're dwelling on this as much as we have because it is an ocean book, isn't it? Mm -hmm. In the tradition of Moby Dick, and uh, what's another ocean book?
2: Old Man in the Sea.
0: Old Man in the Sea. What's another ocean book?
2: Um, Perfect Storm. (laughs) Perfect Storm.
0: (laughs) And and of course, Boy Crazy Stacy. Yes. Uh, The great ocean books and video books.
2: And video books. Yeah um Most so of the it has been turned into video books already yeah
0: <laughs> um i think it might be the time in our show where we take a quick break okay and
2: then uh i want to talk to you about time okay is that all right the band from the 80s associated with prince
0: no the uh oh, metaphysical huey, huey lewis concept uh that is Certainly, according to Kant, uh, just a construct that we use to try like okay. see the world and isn't something that exists in reality. Oh, t- Tanner's already paused. I he said, "Told me that he's already paused." So goodbye to you guys. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is boredom's worst nightmare, and uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's, jumping jerks, jerks, Jack's Jerks. Jack's Jumpin' Jerks. And Tanner's Tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone
2: wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in in Best yeah. fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. Now I'm
2: again. I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having
0: so much fun with it. I love it. Uh, download best fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy that's sh- friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up Fiends. Okay. Well this is great.
2: Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs>
0: If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist.
2: Welcome back to the Thrilling Adventure oh, Hour. Okay,
0: we're doing this still. Okay.
2: What, you have a problem with it?
0: I just don't get the character. Butterman. Butterman under- is. It's, it's, no, Butterman so is clear. Great. I get that. But mo- me, Mr. Margarine, wh-
2: what is he? Like, he's too. He's f- like, villain. He's too far removed from he the. He causes th- all the issues from the the copy the ad copy that we had to do i guess i, I just don't have there's grief not... anxiety yeah okay 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 welcome back to the thrilling adventure hour this week yeah we return to our film noir detective story starring butterman p.i <laughs> okay okay hey, it's me butterman p.i <laughs> i was sitting in my office it was a cold dark rainy evening I saw a silhouette of a busty broad <laughs> okay. in my uh, office window. I beckoned her to come in. It was the gee gal. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, and that's, and that's me? She was legs all the way up, all the way down, and something told me that if I took this case, I'd be dealing with a lot of <clears throat> stress problems, Depression, anxiety, relationship issues. I'd probably lose a lot of sleep. Um, Grief, self-esteem issues. But uh, how could I turn down a beauty like this?
0: Butterman, it says on the door... Hey, Butterman, it says on the door outside that you're looking for trouble.
2: Uh, No, it says on the door outside that if you're looking for butter, Uh, (laughs) butterhelp.com can help and I'll send out my licensed cream slurs <laughs> to give you the butter you need.
0: I well I've got a pro I'm ghee gal and for folks who don't know ghee is a kind of clarified butter. Yeah. And I butterman, I'm looking to connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient that I could start communicating in under 24 hours, specifically for something that's not self-help that and that is
2: professional counseling.
0: Well, lady, I can't help you with
2: that, but you know who can? BetterHelp. My friends at BetterHelp.com. friends <laughs> BetterHelp.com. Okay. Anything you share with BetterHelp.com is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now.
0: Okay, and I've got another problem.
2: Yes. Th- uh,
0: there's been a murder.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> now, this I can help with. Because in addition to doing butter crimes, I am a private eye. Yeah, and, and well, wait. Let me ask: Is it butter related? The murder. Yeah,
0: because uh, I focus
2: on butter related.
0: Crimes. A number of licensed cream slurs were taken out.
2: God, those are my friends, those are my <laughs> trusted
0: employees. Um, I should mention that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states.
2: I already said that. And, gee gal, listeners, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's com slash babysitters.
0: I love you, and I kiss you, and I think we're going to need to keep workshopping this character. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tanner, I will say this as quickly as I can so we can dive more into the plot details of this v- excellent video novel, uh, but in many ways this video novel is a meditation on time and temporality.
2: okay as I'm, I'm sure right. you noticed uh, yes
0: yeah uh, there are I co- came
2: to the same conclusion. okay, good. And I have a lot of things to say about it, but you go ahead and, and say what you have to say first. Okay, and I'll just kind of bounce off everything. That. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: that's perfect. I'm glad we're doing it that way. Yeah. Um, at the seven minute mark, you've alluded to this already. Uh, the handsome lifeguard Scott is running in slow motion. Yes. Um, and then Marianne, yeah, as Stacy's, I, I had
2: that captured too. Yeah, Marianne it's important is important to my kind of my thesis.
0: As Stacy is staring at him, Marianne says, "We're, We're on the clock." And Stacy says,
1: "We locked eyes and time stopped." Yes.
0: So that's kind of the first moment that we know that this signal is being created, where um, the entity, currently known as Leisha and Dan, uh, yeah. d- uh, signal to us that time is on the horizon. Yeah. Um at the 12 minute and 41 second mark toby says something very
2: interesting yes
0: and it's one of the first things that he says to marianne and stacy he says
1: did you hear about the hungry clock no it went back for seconds
0: (laughs) it went back for seconds yes so that's interesting. So time, in a way, is gobbling us up, right? And it's going backwards. It's looping
2: on itself. Oh, yes. It's And actually, hungry. Jack, what you just said is my... You have to say it quietly, because last time you woke up your baby. Yeah, man, woke up the boy. After... Toby tells that banger of a joke. Well, I didn't read it as a joke. Everyone laughed. Yeah. Except Stacy. Mm-hmm. And Alex, Toby's cousin, says to Stacy, Get it, Stacy? Time is measured in seconds. Right. And the burden's on Stacy because she doesn't right. get it. Yes. She doesn't get that time is measured in seconds because she has been in the. In thrall. Th- she's been. Yes, the second she saw Scott, time st- stood still for her. But that's the point, right? She's experiencing, it's not it's, I, I'll allow
0: it as a burn, but she's experiencing time in a different way. We all experience temporality differently, right? And that's what sure. I think Toby is drawing Stacy's attention to, in yeah. a way, where he's saying time is measured in seconds, but for her, a, an
2: eternity is past. He's trying to bring her back. He's trying to be like a totem. Right and he's just like come back to us stacy yeah come back to the real world come back kick up to the top level again yeah and, sh- and like time is measured in seconds here stacy and she's just not getting it
0: right and we should be worried about a hungry i would be worried about a hungry clock
2: i've interacted with a number of menacing clocks <laughs> in my time <laughs> yeah over the years um so i've i've stopped sort of being threatened by timepieces but yeah yeah, I guess someone who's, who hasn't been harassed by clocks like yeah. I have maybe would be to sort of see that as a threat, but yeah.
0: The one thing that I would like to say that may potentially be related to this or not is at the 14 minute and 50 second mark, we see a sign for Sea City. And what okay. it says on it is, Welcome to Sea City, America's sweet escape by the sea. Well, wh- whose emphasis? their emphasis. Sweet escape okay. is all caps and as a sea. And what is depicted on the sign is a giant pink ovular portal rising out of the ocean, suspended on the foam-flecked waves. It's a it's like a big O. It's like birthing, is it like a birthing metaphor? It could be a birthing metaphor. I guess I had thought maybe given the context of the focus on temporality in this video novel that it was a time portal but i kind of like it as a birthing metaphor that's something that they love
2: to do in these books yeah it's well in the video books especially yeah something is being birthed. something
0: is coming into being yeah right something new is coming into the world we should be afraid and maybe it's the hungry clock
2: could be the hungry clock it's really hard to say for sure can we talk about the b plot just a little bit yeah we can i'd love to say my burn Oh, yes, we're still embedded in the burn. Yeah. Is it related
0: to the B-plot or the A-plot? It's related to the A-plot. Okay. It's very short. It's at the 7 minute and 13 second mark. It's right after Stacy sees the handsome boy. She turns to Marianne and she says, How do I look? And then Marianne says,
1: You look and sound insane. <laughs>
2: yes, there is some there is some confusion between Marianne and Stacy this week because Stacy th- assumes that she is a suitable... Um, What's the opposite of Bo? Philly? No. That's wow. like horses.
0: One is French. The other is horses.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the opposite of Bo is Bell, I think. Bell. And the opposite of she's... Philly is full. So yeah. we can choose one. Let's just choose one set. She one assumes set? that she's a
2: suitable foal for <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Yeah. And she says to... I literally got so caught up in the language stuff in that that little bit there that I've forgot my point. But we're talking about horses. Yes, it's about horses. Yeah. Um, something is confirmed. Something that we discussed last week. Yeah. It's a new segment on the show, mm-hmm. which is called. canon right last week stacy said that she was married to marianne's rug yeah i noticed that yeah and then they kind of the rug was her husband Mm -hmm. and this week at the six minute 52nd mark stacy says
1: marianne i just saw my husband
2: right and marianne says
1: i thought my rug was your husband
2: right and she doesn't acknowledge it really so, but but what she does do is confirm something that I think now we can consider hard canon. Right. Which is that Stacy is married to the rug. Right. And she's unhappy in her relationship with the rug, and now right. she's casting her gaze outward to Scott the lifeguard. That's why this is a, it's a morality
0: play, right? It's why we're supposed to be... Because Scott seems like a perfectly suitable match for her, but the fact that she's interested in him is something that as viewers we question because we are concerned about her prior commitment yes um, and rug. it's a morale it's a morality play I, i'll say it again i will say it again i'm gonna say yeah. it again it's a morality play
2: it's, it's morality, a morality play. play she should be thinking about her husband rug yeah <laughs> rug um i would like to ask you uh, another
0: question oh did you want you wanted to talk about the b plot didn't you
2: I want to talk about a little bit about the B plot because yeah. the B plot of this this video novel is that Karen Christie is, is moving into Watson's house and Watson introduces her to her new room, which is big, is is what she says, mm-hmm. and she's uncomfortable with that. And then Watson uses that to kind of grease the skids on her looking after Karen and Andrew mm-hmm. while Watson and Batgirl are attending to some wedding planning stuff. Right. While Christy mm-hmm. is watching after Karen and Andrew, yeah, she decides to occupy them. Right. With a chore, which is to wash Watson's little tiny old car. So
0: she's Watson Watson as well as we she's like to Watson, Watson Watson.
2: Yes. 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 Yeah. And while they're washing, washing Watson,
0: she's okay. So hang on. Yes. We just got to get this right. Because what you and I like to do is we're Watson Watson is a segment that we call I always feel like Watson Watson, which yeah. makes tons of sense.
2: It's a good segment. It's yeah. a great way strong of title. saying it,
0: and it's a strong title. Yeah. And but what Karen's doing in an homage to that,
2: and what Christie is doing, yeah, is Watson. Washing Watson. 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 Yes. And is that? And is, sorry, I assume that's what you said the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's are washing Watson. We're it's Watson car. Watson, and they're watching. We're Watson. watching Watson washing. We're watching Watson's wa- car getting wa- getting washing.
0: We're watching washing Watson.
2: Yes. We're Watson washing Watson. and I don't want to have to say it again. So Watson's got a tiny little car. Yeah. <coughs> it's old. <laughs> and And it's one of 100 and it's tiny yeah and it doesn't work that good and christy decides to wash it with karen and andrew Mm washing watson yeah and (laughs) karen says to christy christy says to karen hey you have sponges yeah and karen says to christy yes
1: in the garage just make sure you don't go into the little room with the blue door Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah,
0: That's where my dad keeps all of his secrets.
2: And I have a lot of questions. Right. The first question is, is this Watson's Playroom? Right. So it's it's a small room off the side of the house that locks from the inside. So if you happen to get coaxed into this room.
0: Yeah, why do you need a room that locks from the inside?
2: It's easy to get in. It's impossible to get out. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a mouse And it is kind of a a room where you would maybe sort of keep your dark secrets and do your dark business. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing.
0: Because if anyone discovers it, they can never get out.
2: And there's only one entrance.
0: Right. It's
2: completely sealed off from the rest of the home. Yeah. So, yes, this is already troubling. Yeah. But, and, you know, maybe this is where he keeps his Xbox and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We can't say. But what's troubling is later on... So, okay, so... Karen Andrew go get steel wool. They try to use steel wool to wash Watson's car. It creates a bunch of scratches. Right. Christy and and Karen hide the car in the garage. Watson eventually finds the car, calls Christy. Yeah, who's been dodging his calls. He has to block his number in order mm-hmm. to call Christy
0: from behind his resolute desk.
2: Yes, from <laughs> behind his mighty desk. <laughs> yeah. He calls Christy, that's where it gives him his power. Yeah, <laughs> he looks great. Does he, he have does
0: anyone else in his office? I don't think so. No it's one's just allowed him in
2: like a big room.
0: There's, no, there's no other office room. workers. He just goes to a big room with a big desk and sits there, yeah. which is so important, and I wish that was me.
2: He calls Christy, and he confronts her on this, and she says, sorry, Karen said you had a secret room. I was overwhelmed with curiosity. I had to go check it out. Yeah. And Watson says to her, I don't have any hidden secrets, okay? I'm a normal person. (laughs) Okay. But we know that's not true because an entire floor of his house is reserved... For a ghost. For the ghost of his dead grandfather. (laughs) That brewer. Benjamin
0: Brewer. Oh, I have no secrets. What about the entire floor of your house that's reserved (laughs) for an old ghost? I have no secrets. Just don't go to the third (laughs) floor of the house.
2: (laughs) Because that's where my dead grandfather lives. And you're not allowed up there. Go to the little blue room all you want. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it Coax locks from anyone there. you want into it. It locks from the inside, so
0: you won't be able to get out. <laughs> but no, I have no secret. Do not I go just, to the third floor. I just sit in this empty office by myself all day, doing nothing <laughs> behind a, a man. very important this desk. So
2: loaded with secrets. <laughs> and I get where, where Karen got this mythos, where she built this
0: mythos. You know what it is? Maybe what he's saying is not that he has no secrets, but that if anyone is ever in a position to discover his
2: secrets, they're already like locked in his fucking. Oh, okay. They're part of the like be by being aware of the Illuminati. Yeah, you were part of the Illuminati. You're part of the secret, or you're so and like, your option deep is to the embrace blue room, it or like go to the blue room
0: yeah (laughs) so no so they remain uh, his secrets will remain secrets i think is what he's saying we'll ask mark when he comes on the show
2: yeah we'll ask him next week
0: can i talk about um fear of the spear because i'm afraid of the spear fear of the spear and while we're talking about men who have secrets in these video
2: novels yes one of them is Richard. Uh, richard Spear says something pretty troubling this week. It
0: says a couple of things. So the first thing he does is at the 36-second mark, right at the beginning of the video novel, Dawn asks Marianne how Richard is taking the fact that um, she is going to be o- flying the coop and being away for two weeks in Sea City. Yeah. And then they cut and they show Richard weeping. Yeah. And he's holding some kind of a plaque and he just like drops it on the desk and then bursts into tears. And there's no context for what it could be, why he's crying, what he knows, what is it that he knows that's making him so sad. And then the only other time we really see Richard, uh, apart from in his turtle form, when he shows up at Don's mom's house.
2: Which is either, again, it's like a druid or... Right. Or Ninja Turtle. Turtle.
0: Mutagen, they haven't explained it, so they're leaving it for us to kind of figure out. At the three minute and 34 second mark, Richard is looking at the internet and he says, Still no murders.
2: Still no murders. I had to stop. Jamie was in the living room with me. Yeah, looking at her phone. And I had to stop and rewind. And I said, what did he say? Uh And she said, I think he said still no murders. Still no murders. So he knew something. And he's looking at a plaque.
0: Some kind of a plaque or a picture or something that makes him cry. Because yes. presumably that's because he's worried about some murder that he knows is going to take place or that he's a- asked for. Yeah, that he's potentially responsible for. And then later he, the, the murder hasn't. He notices that it hasn't happened in a way that he expected. Okay. So we've
2: got Watson's blue room and we've got Richard's the men of Stony Brook have a activities. have a pretty dark yeah, energy around them this week. Mm-hmm. And John Pike won't even show his face. What? John Pike is in the
0: episode. Yeah. And he doesn't even show his face. He he like faces the camera for a second and turns away. So there's something going on with the dads of Stony Brook. I can't wait cuz it's going it's a two-part finale. It's something dark is happening with the dads. We got a blue room. We got uh Mr. Spears, Richard's secret—some kind of murder, some kind of dark murder, some kind of know. murder secret—and
2: like we've we well, I mean, I, I hate to drag Mr. Pike, John Pike, through the mud, but there's an obvious Charlotte Perkins Gilman reference in this—the uh, yellow, the yellow, the yellow well. wall, wallpaper, the yellow room. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. We got a blue room, we got a yellow room, right? And the yellow room has <laughs> Stacy
2: and and Marianne are are sort of. Doomed to the Yellow Room yeah. in Sea City. Right. Which I think they were in the radio novel, too. In the radio novel, they were as well, yes. Yeah, and they—that that is a choice they've continued to make in the video novel.
0: Right, the Yellow Wallpaper, which is a, a short story about uh, basically a rest cure, which is a way of kind of keeping the ladies down uh, by saying they had the vapor, so you had to keep them in a yellow room. And yes. uh, the resonance there is quite clear in this yeah. video novel. Yeah.
2: It's a story of oppression. It's a story of oppression, and this, this is a video novel about oppression. It's about yeah. men doing dark deeds. Yeah, it's about men doing dark
0: deeds. Oh, speaking of men doing dark deeds, let me tell you what I discovered about the Pikes this week and what John Pike's car says. Okay. I don't know if you noticed this, but they're driving a Dodge Caravan.
2: They have two minivans. Yeah. One of the two minivans has a dog bumper sticker on the back, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty... Fine. I thought that That's was fine. Pretty vanilla.
0: One of them is a Dodge Caravan, and <laughs> this is so clever and fun. the uh, The license plate is one three five T three D. T three D. Okay. So I, I'm sure you've already figured this out, but I'll just spell it out for you. If you take Terrence the...
2: Davis the third, no, from the Washington Football Team. No, you're telling me Terrence Davis the third did not play for the Washington Football Team.
0: I'm telling you that's not what the license plate is, a funny reference to.
2: Okay, but did Terrence Davis third plate for the Washington football team?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> so you're wrong on both counts. One three five T three D Tanner. <laughs> the Dodge symbol, as you know, if you turn it upside down, it looks like a W, right? It's like the RAM. Okay. If you turn it upside down, it looks like I'm a W. I'm not I'm not like a car guy. Okay. And then, one three five, is if you convert those numbers to letters, it's A C E. Okay. And then T three D is Ted, and so it's the with the W. It's wasted.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, so he's what he's like. He's That's zoomed. what he's
0: saying with his license plate, and the and the Dodge is upside down because he's so wasted.
2: Okay, so he's like zooted.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool and he got away with it and he got that vanity license plate. So
2: he's like daring cops to pull him over. Yeah, it just says so wasted. Figure it. out the fucking puzzle. <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's a cool choice for the Pikes. That is cool that Mr. Pike is sort of just like a, dr- a drunk or like a drug addict. Uh that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense because, like the the Pike parents mm-hmm. are totally absent, right? They're they're just non-existent in this. We see Mallory briefly. She does a great job. Oh, I loved the Mallory they found is is iconic. Yeah, it's an iconic Mallory. She's what perfect. a good casting of this yeah. this Mallory. Yeah, she's very good. She's very good. Um, I liked her a lot. I also really liked. Well, I like casting. So. Just notes for yeah. the casting director of Babysitter's Club. Right. Mallory you found, great. Yeah. The Byron you found, really good. Yeah. Loved Byron. Mm-hmm. He was like a little man. Mm-hmm. He was a little man. Yeah. He was lovely. Um, just a quick note. Mm. Byron and Adam and Jordan, I don't know if you've read the books, right. but they are the, the, re- the radio novels. Yeah, they're triplets. Yeah, they're triplets. There's three of them in the they're, they're supposed the same. to be identical triplets and they're not in this video novel, they are all they all look different and they're all varying ages and heights. Right. And that's just that's just a very like gentle note, gentle note. Take it or leave it, you know. Yeah. Maybe you're doing your own thing. That's yeah. fine and I love you for that. That's very bold.
0: Um well, while we're having a word with uh the wonderful casting director of yes. this show. I wonder if if I may say Tanner yeah. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have I played that fucking character. Yeah. Guys, it could have been us. It could have been us. We could have been in this. It's so easy to put us in this. There's so many times we could be in this. I would like to yeah. draw your attention to a moment at the six minute and 52 second mark of this video novel the world slows down yeah a handsome 17 year old lifeguard pecs blowing in the wind starts right. mm-hmm. slowly r- running towards camera as his hair flips and flops and his beautiful eyes gaze at the viewer And in the background, there's this guy who's, like, awkwardly scratching his arm. And he's got this, like, blue American apparel t-shirt and these, like, kind of tight indie rock jeans and an ill-fitting baseball cap.
2: Yeah. I could have played that fucking character. Come on. And and frankly, (laughs) I – Scott is phalanxed by this cabal of (laughs) less attractive – (laughs) Yeah. fellow lifeguards on the beach and i could play to any one of those guys yeah come on guys we can do i would this. have been great in those roles yeah and i It's just like your guys are cowards you're cowards you're
0: cowards and it's cowardly and we have to say it um i think it's time for us to um say goodbye to ourselves and say hello okay. to our guests and that was well said, I think. Yes. Shay,
2: Momona, no, Lee, it. thank you, you for joining it. us. Um, I guess my first question is, no. what's it like being on set, and how did you guys do school while you were on <laughs> set? <laughs> when, when, when you get nervous,
0: you, that's always what you ask. Is, is that what you ask anyone at like a cocktail party <laughs> or like a first date? <sighs> how Why did do you school? do school? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, I think, and I hope, an interview with Shay and Mamona, the actors who play Stacy and Claudia. Uh, it's hard for you. I imagine a lot of people don't know that these parts are played by actors because they're so good that it seems like they're inhabiting the, real the roles. People. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be challenging actors. for me interviewing yeah. them. <laughs> yeah,
2: to separate them from their characters. But, but yes, we
0: have on the books. At time to talk to Shea Mamona. And hopefully you're going to hear that now. If that interview falls through in the next week, it's before we have Jack's to release fault. this episode, it's definitely my fault. But what you'll hear next is... Twenty minutes of me and character say me and Tanner saying what we think Shay and Mamona would have said in the interview. So (laughs) look forward to one of those. We'll do like sort of semi-offensive,
2: sort of like girl voices. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, Here's that interview now.
1: Hi.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: (laughs) How are you guys?
2: Good. We're doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Oh, hi, Mo.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: Hi.
2: Thank you for joining us. Yes, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having us. This is so exciting.
0: Shay, I understand you have a, a heart out in 30 minutes. That's very cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do I?
0: <laughs> I? That's what I've been told. Oh, is it you? I think it was Mamona.
1: Yeah, I was like, um...
0: Mamona. Okay, it's you. Okay, all right. Sorry, Shay, that's not cool. N- next time, <laughs> yeah, even if you it. don't, say I have a
2: heart out. Okay. Jack, I actually have a heart out in 30. <laughs> I think um, me
1: sound like I have a lot more to do in my day than just go back to watching Netflix.
2: <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, well, welcome to the show. Um, we just have a few questions for you guys. You would have been the most famous people we've ever spoken to, um, <laughs> but we previously spoke to your co-stars, Sochi and Malia, so you were two of the four most famous people we've ever spoken to.
1: Well, that's still just as exciting.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, Sorry, there's an ambulance going by or something going by. I live in Brooklyn. It's a nightmare.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Probably lots of stuff going on all the time. Yeah, exactly. that's a that's
0: a very Stacy thing to say. Tanner is bringing up that you're from <laughs> oh, New yeah. York in like the first five minutes of a conversation. <laughs> yeah, very true, very
2: true. Yeah,
1: it's something that comes up a lot in conversations with Stacy. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. I want to ask you guys a few questions, and since we only have a, a pretty limited amount of time, um, I, I'd like to get, with your permission, into a game. Uh, that is going to be a diabolical test of your Babysitters Club knowledge, and also a way to help you prepare for things that might happen to your characters. Yep. Um, in in season two and beyond. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you. I, I the the other girls said that everybody asked them this, so I'm going to put a limit on it, uh, which is which babysitter are you? But the limit is, you got to just pick one. You can't be like, um, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit Claudia. I've got a little bit of Christy. It's got, it's got to be just one. So Wait, this that's is
1: impossible. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh!
0: Tanner can tell you his while you think. If, if you
1: okay, like. okay, okay. You tell just us.
0: one Tanner, just one,
2: <sighs> just one. I've never had to answer just one before. <laughs> <No, me> I <either. laughs> It makes it a lot trickier, and I want it to be an interesting answer. <laughs> uh, i say mallory oh come on that's cheating and here's why why because i know it's your answer and yeah. i wanted to steal it from <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah and jack who are you mallory <laughs> <laughs> he was copying. Him. all right
0: guys you've had time to think
1: Usually, I'd say I'm a mix of three of the girls, whose names I will not mention otherwise.
2: <laughs> but Shay, that's like most of the girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good point, good point. I think today, I'm going to have to go with Dawn, because I mean, I am wearing a crystal necklace. <laughs> I am holding two crystals, so I just, like, automatically have Dawn vibes. And also, I think she's like very free-spirited, but also still grounded, and she's really awesome, and she stands up for other people and herself all the time, and I like to think that I have a lot of that in my personality, especially lately, just, like, trying to figure that side of me out, so, yeah, I'm gonna go with Dawn today.
2: Cool. That is a strong answer Strong. And good reasoning.
1: Thank you. <laughs> we we'll have to say, again, I'm usually a mix of multiple of the girls, but um, today... I'll say Claudia. I'm wearing like these like red jeans that I actually got to wear in the show today. And I think I'm definitely channeling my inner Claudia today. You have a lot of Claudia in you. Yeah.
2: That's
1: <laughs> awesome. I've also been a Claudia, yeah.
2: Did you get to take home all the Claudia outfits?
1: Not all of them, but actually fun fact, at the end we all got to like go shopping in each other's like wardrobe. Like, yeah, it was so fun. We just got to like, and because I guess, like, all the girls, we all have multiple sizes of each item of clothing, so, like, everything would fit all the other girls as well. Uh, like, all of us got to take home little bits and pieces from everybody's wardrobe, so, like, I got some Stacy stuff and some Claudia and, like, a little bit of Don, so, like, it was, it was so much fun. You basically just got to go shopping in the stuff that you got tailored to your body it, it, for, like, if you're shopping for your character, so that was really, really cool.
2: That's great. That's awesome. I can't wait till we're on and I can kind of swap outfits with <laughs> Richard yeah, we Spear.
1: We'll cool stay yeah. glasses for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm gonna be on playing Boo Boo the Cat, so I'll probably just come home with some, <laughs> some collars and are cat toys and stuff.
1: First, <laughs> yeah. are, are you sure you're ready for that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'll take anything at this point. So um, we okay, we have a diabolical game for you okay. guys. I okay. don't know if the if uh, Sochi and Milio warned you. But this is, it's, it's, a, well, there, I was going to say there are no wrong answers, but there are r- completely wrong answers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and
0: sure. it's going to test your knowledge, but it's also going to be very helpful in preparing you for, for what your characters are going to be. Okay. So we have a, di- we have different ones. Um, we, we have different ones for the Claudia questions and the Stacy questions, but whoever gets a question, it, I think you can definitely consult Okay. with your friend before <laughs> you give a final answer so it's a it's a collaborative exactly. process
2: how familiar are you guys with the the books
1: pretty familiar i yeah. mean i think all of us try to cram in like as many books as possible before shooting and i know i've been reading even more of the books during this time okay but, uh, yeah we'll see <laughs> so you'll probably
2: I mean, do pretty well then
1: yeah i definitely read like, the the ones multiple times for the specific episodes that we were doing. I read those like over and over during shooting. But I also have like, you can see that little shelf of just BSC books, So I'm still reading them um, <laughs> and like right before filming, um, there's a bunch of websites that give like long lists of like everything about your character. And there's also like the portrait books. So I oh, yeah. read up on those a lot just to get to know Stacy a little bit better. So I mean, hopefully that'll come in handy today.
2: <laughs> yeah. I hear there's like some good podcasts out there too. About yeah, the BSC. <laughs> I
1: mean, maybe, yeah, maybe we're talking to them right now. Yeah.
2: All right, we'll start with a, a Claudia question for you, Mamona, and Shade. Feel free to to consult and weigh okay. in, but we're going to be asking you if this is an outfit that Claudia actually wore in the books. Okay. Or something we made up. Or it could be something that someone entirely different wore. <laughs> and not Claudia at all.
1: Oh, a twist. <laughs> I like, just read one of the Claudia books, and I remember her describing an outfit, and like I already forget it, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. I'll Are you ready?
1: I'll try to help. Okay. <laughs> and I make a pretty good team, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say.
2: Claudia had on an oversized white shirt with green vegetable print all over it, cabbages and squashes and turnips and stuff. She was also wearing lavender sneakers, the kind boys usually wear, with a lot of rubber and big laces and the name of the manufacturer and huge letter on the sides. Wait, I'm not done. Claudia had pulled her hair on one side of her head back with a yellow clip that looked like a poodle. Is that an outfit Claudia wore or something I just made up?
1: That sounds like something she would wear. Um, I don't know. Shay? I, okay, I think I'm going to have to go with something you made up, because although it does sound just as crazy as Claudia's outfits, I don't remember ever there being a vegetable shirt that she wore. And, <laughs> like, I, I don't remember seeing any, like, covers with a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, so you guys' final answer is it's a it's an outfit I made up. Yes. Yeah, it's an outfit Claudia wore in Babysitter's Club number seventeen, Marianne's Bad Luck Mystery. Oh my
1: gosh! Wow.
2: So expect to see it next season. Okay. Okay. I think. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Expect to okay. wear a size vegetable shirt, Mo.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you
0: have one in your wardrobe.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be so cool. Awesome <laughs> <vegetables>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shay, we'll go to you. So the, for, for your questions, we're going to be asking um, whether this is a boy that Stacy dates at some point, or <laughs> someone we just made up, or someone from the wide world who's not in the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. So when a family of musicians moves to Stony Brook, Stacy mistakenly believes she's been hired to look after three young boys, but is surprised to meet Taylor Hanson, the middle brother of a popular pop music trio. Just when Stacy and Taylor's relationship starts to flourish, the Hanson boys leave Stony Brook to go back out on tour.
1: Um. Okay, I'm gonna have to go if you. Made this one up because I feel like that's something very eventful that would have been in Stacy's portrait book. We're <laughs> not remembering it, but I think I think you made that up.
0: Okay. Final answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yes, Tanner made it up. Well, he didn't make it up. It is actually a, a description of
2: the middle Hanson brother a music group called Hanson. There were these three brothers in the 90s. They were a music group. They sang a song called M-bop. They didn't Have heard it?
1: Oh. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Real mean, person. It sounds pretty convincing. I feel like something like that would happen to Stacy for sure.
0: Do you guys yeah. both want to say for the record uh, that you've never heard of the
2: music group Hanson?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's fine.
2: It's fine. <laughs> I was like, even my little sister's heard of Hanson, but now I, I, re, I realize now that my little sister is almost 30. And, <laughs> so, All right, uh, why don't I ask a Claudia question now, Tanner, okay. and, then,
0: and then we can go back and forth that way. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. <laughs> I love putting together outrageous outfits, but I wasn't in the mood to spend a ton of time getting dressed today. Instead, I put on a white blouse and bicycle shorts, but wrapped myself in a sheet of lime green silk with white flowers embroidered all over it. To complete the look, I twisted my hair into lots of little buns.
1: Buns. Um, oh man, <laughs> this is so hard. Oh. I know. Um, white, sorry, what was it? It was a white.
0: White blouse with bicycle shorts.
1: And then a lime green, oh.
0: A sheet of lime green silk with white flowers embroidered all over it.
1: Like on top of Yeah. Yeah, Like like a shawl. I don't think she would wear bicycle shorts. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think she'd wear bike shorts underneath the blouse. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she would. So maybe it's one made up? I mean, I'm trying to think. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Go yeah, go with your instinct. I don't think, she, yeah, I think you guys made it up.
0: We didn't make it up. It is actually an outfit that Bjork wore to oh, the I- 1994 MTV Video Music Awards. And she she well, okay. nailed it. She pulled it off.
1: So you didn't yeah. make it up, but it's it, not Claudia's.
2: B- Bjork made it it's up. It's not Claudia's. A musician named Bjork made oh. it up. She <laughs> was like Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was Yeah.
1: Gaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I feel like Claudia probably would have taken her fashion inspiration from Bjork.
2: <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. One time Bjork wore like a full-size swan <laughs> dress. <laughs> It was like she that was wearing a swan.
1: awesome. It was yeah. very
2: weird. And w- it, in the 90s, we all loved it. But, um,
1: yeah. I mean, the crazy the
2: better. All right. I'm going to hop back to a Stacy question for you, Shay. Okay. And okay. Mamona, feel free to jump in. But,
1: yeah, you might have to help me while. Well,
2: when Stacy gets paired up with Stony Brook Middle School's biggest nerd as a lab partner, she assumes his unwanted affection will make her miserable. But when he accidentally formulates a potion called Cool Juice, he transforms into a handsome and suave version of himself named Stefan Urkel. And (laughs) Stacy can't help but be interested.
1: (laughs) I mean, this, I mean, okay, lots of exciting stuff goes on in the (laughs) BSD. So this very well could have happened. But I think I'm gonna have to go with no, you guys made this up. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't make it up again, but it is something (laughs) from a popular 90s sitcom called Family Matters, starring a dorky boy named Steve Urkel. And he makes. Is
0: that familiar to either of you? Have you ever heard the catchphrase, Did I do that?
1: I've heard that in New Girl because I just started watching New Girl. And that's just when she's trying to be cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's this dorky next door neighbor. His name's Steve Urkel. And he makes a potion that turns him into a cool guy called Stefan Urkel.
0: That's when this show was in its like seventh season and they had run out of ideas. So expect that to happen (laughs) in Babysitter's Club six years from now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, all right, what is it? It's, it's, no, it's Tanner. It's your turn to ask a Claudia question in the complicated okay. uh, snake
2: round format that I've developed. Yes. Okay, let me pick a very good one. I decided that my theme for the day would be the sea. I put on a blue skirt with brightly colored tropical fish printed all over it. Then I put on a green blouse. I figured that could represent seaweed or something. I pulled my hair into a ponytail over to one side and I pinned it with a sand dollar barrette. Barrette, I made I last summer. Barrette.
1: Um, I know that she does wear her hair to one side a lot in the books, like the iconic Claudia Side Pony. Um I feel like it would be something she ah. would wear. I mean you guys are just so good at making these up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that
2: we've we've read so many babysitters club books at this point. Like we've really yeah, captured Anne and Martin's outfits.
1: Yeah, you know the order that goes in and all the descriptive words. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, it'd be a really cool outfit, totally.
2: It is an outfit that Claudia wore in Babysitter's Club number 40, Claudia and the Middle School Mystery. She dresses as <laughs> the seed.
1: <C>. She dresses as <laughs> <us> the <C. laughs> <laughs> seed. i she does. It's Claudia, why wouldn't she?
0: <laughs> All right, here's another boy that Stacey may or may not have dated. Okay. They call him Brew Doggy, and he's one of the best basketball players in the state. With Brew Doggy on the team, the Stony Brook Chargers are sure to win the big championship. But when Stacy discovers that the corrupt teachers at the school are playing favorites and giving the basketball players easy A's, Brew Doggy quits in protest. Brew Doggy loses his chance to play basketball at a high school level, but he wins the girl of his dreams, Stacy.
1: Oh my. I mean, <laughs> okay. uh, my first instinct is... No. <laughs> <to> Stacy because <laughs> Brew Doggy sounds a little bit <laughs> made up. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've gotta go. Yeah, Mao, do you agree? I have to agree. Okay. Yeah. I think no, this didn't happen to Stacy.
0: Okay. This is a description of Robert Brew Doggy Brewster, Stacy's longtime boyfriend.
1: If you had said Robert Brewster, <laughs> you'd that.
0: it was sneaky to use his nickname, but I didn't yeah. want to give it away oh,
1: too easily. I mean, but even that
2: was... that's not even a nickname we made up. That's yeah. in the books. Anna <laughs> and, and M. M. Martin <laughs> came up with that.
1: Okay, okay. See, I know Robert Brewster. That like yeah. if you said Robert Brewster, I would have been like, oh yeah, that's your study boy. the <laughs> <laughs> But I did not. Yeah. His nickname was Brew Doggy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I sort of forgot. We call him Brewdoggy so much that I sort of forgot his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> Are you
1: guys just really close like best friends so you just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright. I want to find a really good Claudia outfit. Oh no. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Claudia was babysitting for her highness Victoria Kent today. She was dressed like a full English breakfast, a brown beret that sort of resembled a baked bean, a shirt featuring an illustrated piece of toast, tomato red corduroy pants, plastic shoes with sculpy mushrooms growing out of them, and two fried egg earrings. She said she wanted Victoria to feel more at home. Uh,
1: I mean, (laughs) um, I I I don't know. I mean, okay. That would be so creative. Imagine, <laughs> that would be like, crazy. Giant fried egg earrings, with big plastic fried eggs, and like literal shoes with mushrooms. Mushrooms, with the like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something Claudia would wear.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, she has some amazing, insane outfits, but I don't know. I don't. Um, mushroom shoes and fried egg earrings. I've got a shay. Oh! And bean well, flip. Um, I mean, ah. Uh,
2: Trust your instincts. Your instincts are always so good.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Th- no. Uh,
2: that is something
0: Tanner made up this morning.
2: Yeah, this is, okay. this is literally something
1: I made it's up. Not <laughs> up. I was, I was eating
0: breakfast and I was like, hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your hunger fueled your creativity. Yes, totally.
0: But Victoria yeah. is Victoria Kent is a real character in the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. She's <laughs> a British princess that they babysit. Is oh. a very favorite character of ours later yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> she's great um tanner it's your turn for a stacy question
2: okay okay um down at the mysterious shadow lake all is not as it seems what starts off as a fun vacation takes a dark turn when ghostly sounds are heard coming from the island in the middle of the lake but stacy mcgill isn't interested in ghosts she's interested in romance and at the big dance she finds it as she closes her eyes to slow dance with the gorgeous Sam, she knows that everything will be all right.
1: This happened. I read that book. That was that's my favorite super special <laughs> book. So much goes on in that book. I love it. <laughs> the Sam and Stacy romance is like insane in that book. Like a lot happens with them, and I know that they do slow dance at the Shadow Lake. It. There's an you
0: iconic picture of it uh, that yeah, Hodges. swallowed. I
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> We're like talking about that like on set. I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I to Sam it. and Stacy have like a pretty on again, off again romance, and we tried to make it a little tricky by picking some of their their late interactions. But yeah. you still got it. Oh,
1: you didn't get me because that's the like one <laughs> few super specials that I actually have read. So
0: yeah. <laughs> if if my memory of that super special serves. I think the plot is that Sam is really annoying literally the whole time.
1: Yeah. It's like doing the whole thing that boys do where they'll, I call it kindergarten flirting where they're really annoying and really mean to you. And he like pulls on her hair and like throws Cheerios at her and stuff all to just try to get her attention. But she's like not having any of it. And then they have a big talk and Stacy's like, Sam, I did like you, but not. <laughs> oh, annoying. But then it's all fine and they slow dance and they hold hands and stuff. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so
0: kindergarten flirting works, huh?
1: I guess, I guess <laughs> okay. it doesn't work, but then when you actually sit down and have a mature conversation about it, that works. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, what are we on now? Is it is it I can't remember whose turn it is. I, it, my scheme for who asks questions is too complicated. I think it's me. Right. It doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll you know just... what? It doesn't matter. Okay. Here we go. You're asking Shay or Momona a question? I'm asking Mamona a question yeah. for, cl- okay. for a Claudia outfit. I'm just trying to pick a good one.
1: If i don't like brew dog That'll trick her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Claudia's hair was fixed in a million braids, pulled back and held in place with a column of puffy ponytail holders. From her ears, dangled small baskets of fruit. She'd made those. I knew she'd found the baskets and fruits from a store that sold dollhouse furniture.
1: Oh, that's so creative. That's something like <laughs> I would do. Oh, my goodness. Um, it didn't, like, really give much description of the outfit. Um, I ca- I want to say yes, but, like, I also... <laughs> okay. Mo, Mo, go with that. Trust yes. your gut. Trust yeah. your gut. Yeah. Not much. yeah. Yeah. Just go with yes. 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 You're right. I'm really trusting my instincts right now. <laughs>
0: that's what yeah. Claudia wears. You're doing so well with these. These are like harder. I think these are harder than some of the Stacy ones. The, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. This they
1: is uh
0: Babysitter's Club number 21 Mallory in the Trouble with Twins.
1: I think I think the fruit basket earrings was what really sold us cuz that's definitely something that Claudia has yeah. the coolest earrings ever from a small <laughs> house like yes.
0: I think Anna Martin used to just sit with like fat like teen fashion magazines and and (laughs) describe outfits out of that in the book so that's like what people were rocking in the 90s so i love that the 90s then
1: man
0: (laughs) um all right i've got a i've got a a stacy question for you before they started dating, Xander Harris was one of Stacey McGill's best friends and an early associate of the Babysitter's Club, though he lacked any babysitting abilities himself. He usually helped with all the club's tasks beyond babysitting, like repairs and bookkeeping. Xander provided comic relief for the club with his sarcastic sense of humor.
1: I'm going to have to go with no. <laughs> the only boy I remember the, joining the club is Logan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Yes, uh, this is a character from the hit 90s television program, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Oh, you... i heard about that. Yeah.
0: You guys should watch it, if should you haven't. A...
1: Okay. My mom, my mom just told me that she watched it, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll to my watch list now.
2: Good, <laughs> thank you. Tanner doesn't like it, so. I've never, I've never really seen it, but I was going to. Abstain from having an opinion on it, but Jack has pulled me in.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, it's unpopular. It's very unpopular on this podcast when Tanner talks about the fact
2: that he doesn't (laughs) like Buffy. I've never read Harry Potter and I've never seen (laughs) the Vampire Slayer, and our listeners hate me for this. (laughs) For both of those things. So I try not to mention it. (laughs) Um, All right, let's let's do one more round, but because I'm worried that the Stacy questions are easier, we're gonna switch it up and Mamona, I'm gonna ask you a Stacy question. There we go. Okay, that's good. I like it.
1: I can't help her. Can I help her?
2: Please. You're allowed to oh, yeah. help. Yeah, you well, can oh, help. Okay, And then, Shay, Jack is going to ask you one last Claudia question. <laughs> and then we'll call it a day. Okay, you ready, Ramona? At more than six feet tall, RJ Blazemeister Blazer is a multi-sport athlete who loves to goof around with the jocks, watch action movies, and win games for the varsity team. He also likes Stacy McGill, but mostly just because she hangs out with the popular cheerleaders at school. It's a pretty safe bet that the Blazemeister is going to go dating another cheerleader by the end of this book.
1: Okay, hey, I know the answer to this one, but Mo, I'm going to let you take it first. <laughs> Was Stacey a cheerleader? What? Or did I she have anything? Right? Kind of <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel
2: like- R.J. Blazemeister. Blazer. <laughs>
1: Blazemeister. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Should I give me some hints, please. Okay, okay. Well, the one hint I'll give you right off the bat is there is a book called Stacy and the Leaders. Oh, right. right. Now now you say that. I remember that that's a title. Oh, oh now you've tripped me up. <laughs> you want me to jump in. <laughs> Yeah, You can use your
0: this, phone a friend.
1: This this is a real this is a real boy. Good. Oh this is gosh. a real boy. Yeah, because she does try out for the cheerleading team and then she doesn't make it, right? She exactly. doesn't,
0: it's complicated. There's a like, whole there's politics mess. involved. There's politics the involved. the cheerleaders are all yeah. mean girls. Yeah. And she
2: doesn't want to be a mean girl. It's yeah. very tricky.
0: RJ Blazer is a very difficult get. That is an extremely obscure yeah, Stacy our- boyfriend who lasts like three chapters of one book. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember like the one thing about him was that he wasn't a, like a very good boyfriend. Like they didn't do much, but she used him for his popularity. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's very Stacy. Good for her. The
1: Stacy boyfriend thing—it's like two pages long. It's like <laughs> me pages. I don't. Yeah, it's just so long. She's a lot of boys. That's the
0: only thing that guys who call themselves the Blaze are good for—is to be used for their popularity. <laughs> so it's nothing to be ashamed of. Oh my God, Stacy
1: did the right thing there.
0: Um, okay. okay, one last one, and then we'll we'll, okay. we'll let you guys go. Okay. Um, this is for you, Shay. It's a Claudia outfit. The night of the performance, Claudia wore a full-length dress covered in hundreds of tiny frogs, a popular character from a children's TV program, with a matching frog headband. When Mr. Kishi asked about the outfit, Claudia said, I dress this way because my whole life is art and my whole life is performance.
1: Ah, this is so hard. (laughs) Uh, Okay, um, I think, uh, I... Gonna have to go with yes just because I feel like that's a very Claudia thing to say. My whole life is art, and my whole life is performance.
2: Like it ha- is a very Claudia thing to say, but, but it's but- also a very Lady Gaga thing. <laughs> oh, God, <please. laughs> and, and Lady Gaga wore a dress covered in little Kermit the Frogs.
1: I love that
2: to the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards.
1: I'm pretty sure, like, I see pictures of that. I-, I want a frog dress.
2: it looks cool go look it up when you're done here it's
0: it's a cool dress it's a cool outfit Uh, okay we only have it looks like we have one minute left and so we want to respect your your heart out uh, (laughs) which is cool to say and to have i gotta say um uh so we'll just ask you guys one more question which is that um we we are almost finished reading the babysitter's club we are on the friends forever series now and we are gonna have to figure something else out to read next so do you have a recommendation for a book series that you love that you think we should do next
1: uh book series it I... doesn't have to
0: be a series but it helps because if we only have one episode or if we have to do an episode <laughs> that drags out one book for a year it could get tiresome <laughs>
1: okay well one book like when I was like in the age when I was reading the babysitter I loved all the world doll books oh my goodness that whole series Ooh. was just great those are great. He's amazing. I That's Mo, a classic. I grew up reading all of his books too and he has amazing stories that are just like so creative and I feel like they're amaz- like really awesome when you're in elementary school because they can totally just let your imagination like run free. So yeah. yeah, check those out. Also like the same time we read the Babysitter's club books there was like Magic Treehouse and like Harry oh. kid but Oh yeah, those are great. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, we're getting the, the signal that it's time to end. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for the show. We really love it. You guys are great on thank it. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. Yeah, yeah this was thank awesome. You for coming. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.
0: And we're back. Wow, Shay. And they're gone. They're gone. Thank I'll just you cut so you much. right off and sit, tell you that they're gone. they're definitely
2: gone. Okay. okay. And it may be I, I, and again, we haven't even interviewed them, so it's yeah. I'm now I'm challenged with this sort <laughs> of like I, uh what was it like to to learn? Did you do school? On set. <laughs>
0: I hope you asked them that. What's it like to do school? Uh um, <laughs> what i would do i would (laughs) like to say uh to the baby nation thank you so much for bearing with us i would like to say to you tanner thank you for bearing with me it means a lot to me you're welcome um i would like to ask everyone to please take a moment to go and subscribe to our patreon it is only five dollars a month and it is a wonderful way to support our show and keep us doing it uh what is also nice is that for just five dollars a month a very small amount in the scheme of things. You get a whole other show, and it's good, and we sing the descriptions. And it's a whole other like show,
2: it. and we do it every week, and we sing the description. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Yes. Please do go sign Check up. Check it out. And but you know what? Yeah. I don't want to be a greedy guts about this. Okay. Which is something Karen says. hmm A lot of people mm-hmm. have been signing up for the Patreon, mm-hmm. which only costs $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And they've been pledging $6.90 because they're funny and cool as hell. And it's nice. And it's a funny, nice number, and it's a sex <laughs> number. So do that. Yeah. And when you're when you're there signing up. We it's love funny, to see it. and we
0: like it. We yeah. like it a lot. Um, another thing we like is when you buy our merch. It's bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We got t-shirts. We got totes. We got stickers and more pins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts it helps us to move through the rankings we were recently featured on Apple Podcasts which is very good for us and it helps us to maintain that momentum if you could take a brief moment to give us a nice review and a five star rating yes, please. Um, if you
2: haven't done that yet please do it it's actually super important
0: it's important uh, the other important thing to do is obviously to sign up for our Facebook group it's so fun I cannot overstate this everyone is so nice and good it is one of the rare places on the internet where everybody is nice and good and has a nice time and gets along. Uh, it's yeah. the Go to the Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and join the group. The group is where the action happens. All that remains is for me to say this week that we did read and enjoy a fantastic video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix show number seven. Boy, Crazy Stacy. Next week, we're going to be reading a fantastic and wonderful watching but yes video text entitled Netflix show and it's season 1 and it's episode 8 and it's Christie's big day yes and she's I'm looking forward to that married. one it's yeah. the
2: big day what's the big day Christie gets married were gonna, when we <laughs> when yeah. we read this one when <laughs> we read the radio novel we were in Germany which were our most famous episodes
0: is that true we were in Germany for Christie's big
2: day I think so because I remember reading it on the train up to visit my aunt. In we recorded Ketten two
0: in Germany. episodes of Germany. Is that possible? I think so. Fuck, I think so. that's crazy to think about. Because I remember the um, Dawn and the Impossible Three one. Wow! Experience. Now we're just reminiscing, and it's nice. Now for we're us just but, reminiscing, and yeah. it's
2: nice. But uh, this that was the radio novels. Now we're talking about the video novels. Video novels, and they're different texts, and we can't compare them we can't, we compare, compare, can't compare them compare and we, them. we won't and we shan't I would
0: love to say as a final thing that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard my
2: name is Tanner Greenring
0: please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom drown all your dolls call your senator and demand your right to bear time and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do remember the Delaney's remember the trip man take your dream horse through that maze Claudia is wearing a bra now and the way she talks you would think that boys had just been invented it
1: Stacy, Stacy Miguel. Formerly of Manhattan, currently of Stony Brook, Connecticut. I'm, um, I'm working here on the beach too. So if you need any help, just holla at law.
2: That was a Headgum podcast.